You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. Hello, my name is Nigel. Tony Kennett is here filling in for Hammer. Also joining us live in studio, Indiana Attorney General Todd Rakita, who is taking a sip of a uh, Miller Lite that I just uh, procured <laughs> from our beer fridge back there. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Well, and, uh, you came bearing gifts for me and Tony. That is and right. What, 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 what do you got over there? I figured the if your name was Tony, you'd like cigars automatically. <laughs> that is true. I'm, a, I'm a more yeah. of a newcomer to, to cigars, uh, but I always appreciate it. It smells fantastic, dude. I'm so excited. What is this? What this, am is, I... this is a Rocky Patel. Okay. Yeah. Burn, uh, yeah. They, well, he owns this. Uh, he owns the place over yeah. there. But uh, you know, he owns a bunch of cigars too. So, well, thank you. Yeah, can't yeah. wait to smoke this. And for the record, this is my first beer of the day. Uh, number one. Don't lie to me. What time is your day as an official government employee over? 4.30? Well, the electeds, it never ends, but we'll call it 4.30 okay, today. What we'll kind we'll of beer does the Indiana taxpayer pay for? Are there, can you confirm or deny that there are certain maybe members of the legislature or members that have uh, wet bars in their offices uh, high uh, um, Is that a confirm or nor deny? I'm going to neither, well, since they're my client, uh, I won't confirm, neither confirm okay. nor deny that, but I will say that there it was there is one not from this area. I haven't seen it, but I was told he or she <laughs> nice right. nice cover ten yeah. out of ten uh, found a uh, airline cart. Um, okay, you know that service cart. Sure, you know on the internet somewhere. And and bought one of those and turned that into a service station. That's fantastic. <laughs> we so, need that for here. They do have personalities. All right. So I saw you on Facebook earlier um, with a big announcement having to do with your parents' bill of rights. You've added another volume. This all started, I believe, um, in. Well, take us back to June of 2021. Right. And and what exactly is the parents' so, bill of rights? Yeah, and and Tony can hopefully back me up on this or or give me a different perspective if he has it. But it goes back to my time in Congress when I served the state on the kindergarten through 12th grade education committee. I was chair, and and I so that brought me to hundreds of different schools, really, not just in Indiana, but across the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and certainly school board meetings, and it put me on 17 uh, tribal community reservations where I went to their schools. And through all of this, um, you know, all that time, what I saw was really like a, a dearth of, of, of parent involvement. Right. And all of a sudden, so fast forward to 2020, 2021, coming out of COVID, and all of a sudden, these parents start, I start showing up at school board meetings. There was an awakening. Yeah. And, and, you know, there were a lot of clutching of the pearls and shrieking and all that. And I was like, this is wonderful. Because if you're going to run a free republic, you got to be involved in raising your kids and keeping your your people, your elected officials accountable, including me. And so when I saw them showing up, I was I was pleasantly surprised and gratified, and then horrified at the same time when they were being hauled out of those school board yeah. meetings by their hands and feet by police labeled domestic terrorists ridiculous yeah and so we you know by the way we sued mayor garland over that but in all that we came up with this document the parents bill of rights largely because no one else would was doing it or wanted to do it it's now 108 pages it has 151 questions it covers all the things and it's meant to be a tool for parents because you got to think of this guys you're not intimidated to interact with your government 
obviously. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but a lot of parents may not, this might be their t- first time face to face, except for maybe right. their postman or something, with their government. So we, I wanted them going in with confidence, armed with knowledge. And that's what this book does. And so we've had four installments now. We think this is going to be the last one covering religious liberty. Other volumes uh, that we add to it covered medical uh, rights and you know, basic rights of, of parents and in, in, in their students in schools and so on, uh, medical rights. Um, access to students. Yeah, right. Parents' access to the students' health records. Right, all that kind of thing. Oh, to mask or not mask. Vac- COVID uh, vax. Then the yeah. vax, all those things. So that's what, we, that's what we did. We do update it, and we will continue to update it. Even if there are no more installments, we will update it every year after the General Assembly leaves. Uh, and uh, and make sure that when you click on that link, it has the freshest, most accurate uh, Indiana law in it. Which, first of all, just as, as a guy who deals with you know, political policy and education policy, I absolutely hate clicking on some kind of a link, whether it's with a school, a local school system, or whether it's a, even a federal uh, document, and it's the old version of the file. It's not up to date. It's not where you go for for your information. It creates a lot of unnecessary chaos. So thank you for keeping it up to date. And I promise that is the most lame Luke Water journalist question that I'll, I'll have because that's a lame question. You know, like oh, thanks for keeping it up to date. Kind of, that's kind of like a lukewarm question. So here's a harder one. Yeah. So number one in the Parental Bill of Rights says you have the right and expectation to question and address your child's school officials via letters electronic communications, and in-person meetings. You also have the right to attend publicly designated meetings with proper notice of the meetings provided. Here's why I bring this one up, because I have been to eight school board meetings in the state of Indiana in the last year. And of those eight school board meetings in different districts, I have uh, heard about five or six times a school board member stop a parent in the middle of public comment and testimony and say, whoa, 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 you can't mention the name of a teacher in your public comment. You can't mention a school. You can't address school board members directly. You just have to air your grievance. I saw Mike Hanna make this statement at South Madison uh, School Corporation. I have that on video, as well as districts ranging from Shenandoah down to Martinsville, Evansville up to Fort Wayne. Mm -hmm. So is this something that school boards can tell you? Are you allowed to say you can't talk about a specific staff? You have a right to free speech. You have a right to in in all this. There's a statute that says you can address the school board. There's nothing in that statute or any others that that I'm aware of that prohibit you from mentioning somebody. It's unproductive not to uh, you know to be disparaging or something like that. And you could and and you could open yourself up to some private claims of defamation. Uh, But when you're talking about a public employee, whether whether they're elected or not, that are paid for by tax uh, by your tax dollars, referencing a person by name so that everyone understands what. That helps everyone understand what the situation is. Hey, it's Mrs. X in third grade class, or you know, right. that that's helpful identifying information. Um, it's never it, again. It's unproductive if you're defaming somebody and could get you into legal trouble. But simply having a professional uh, conversation with your school board by mentioning particularities should be encouraged, not discouraged. And and do do teachers? And by the way, the majority of the teachers that I've dealt with in my life have been. Uh, amazing! I'm mm-hmm. very lucky to go to the school system that I do. You know, I live in Boone County, up in Zionsville. 
Um, but are there some administ- did you have conversations with administrators or teachers about this per- parents bill of rights at all and did um, you have a negative any negative reactions or any sort of I've had a lot writing? of negative public reaction that I've you gotten third hand yeah, yeah. From, um, <laughs> and but to be fair to your question no I didn't talk to many a few but not many I can't say I talked to many administrators I talked to a lot of parents. That's what, uh, considering what we're doing here. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. you know, uh, and, and you know, I don't know if there's another attorney general really in the nation right now that that's have the, that has that particular background I do in K-12 through education. So, I bring maybe something more unique to this, and it's been shocking to people as a result. Well, the attorney general doesn't do this. Well, I don't know. This one does. Yeah, that's and, something I've heard is a common criticism of you. By the way, we're on with Attorney General uh, Todd Rakita. We're talking about his new Parental Bill of Rights edition. And this is something that I've heard a lot in criticism of you. Well, most attorney generals, they, they just do this. How, how could you possibly you know, start talking about this, that, and the other? But in looking at the Parents' Bill of Rights, you are simply outlining, elucidating, if you will, what it is that parents should know because, as we all, those who are listening, know that kind of leaving education alone in the last 60 years has not yeah. helped America. Right. When, you, when you treat you know, education as just some apathetic thing you don't care about, it runs on autopilot, this is the junk you get. And this is simply an informational piece that lets parents know what is and isn't true in regards right. to their legal rights, which that is your purview right. as attorney general. So when you get in front of that school board, again, you have the confidence to know hey, I, I read this in this document. It's accurate information. And by the way, this is not Todd's opinion. This is Indiana law. And, and, and it's also what Indiana law is not. And so you know uh, where the boundaries are. There's also a little bit of a legend to this. Um, Ooh, a legend. Well, not that kind of legend, but oh. you know, a, a key. <laughs> like if you see bold or underlined uh, text in this document, that, as it's as noted at the bottom of some of the pages, is meant to show you that in answering uh, your particular uh, the particular question, we got most of these 151 questions from parents. Uh, we filled in some of the other ones, but um, uh, like for the for example, go to page 29. Are CT, CRT, CGT, or other controversial theories allowed to be taught through SEL? So we got all these acronyms here. We go through them. But then we underline the last sentence, which says, if parents believe that the employability standards include CRT, they have the right to petition the, the, inter, the Indiana General Assembly to correct this practice hmm. under the SEL statute. So what all that means, if it's underlined, is that Indiana law doesn't address that part of the person's question. And you could go and petition. You can go uh, seek out your legislators and make a change. So what this is, Tony, it's a map. It's a roadmap for filling in some of the gaps uh, and that we have under Indiana law. I am not a lawmaker. I don't make the laws. Which is why you direct people if they want different to laws, talk to their general to talk assembly. to their legislators. Right. Yeah. So this 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 book, this Parents' Bill of Rights, is for parents that want to be more involved. Yep. In their child's education, know what to ask at these school board meetings, know what's lawful and unlawful. Where can people uh, find? I think mean, you get a physical yep. copy right there. Or the, I do, and it's uh, it's. The link's better. Again, it's 108 pages, so you want the link. Uh, just go to our website, Indiana Attorney General. Just Google that, and it'll get you there. Put in Parents' Bill of Rights if you're feeling adventurous. And not only does it tell you what to do before your school board, it tells you, wait for it, 
how to run for school board. Ah, the ultimate <laughs> That's a key component, too. If you want to get involved, yeah. if you want to make a change, you might have to do it yourself. Very interesting. Yeah. Attorney General Todd Rakita, thank you for coming in. And thanks for the uh, cigars, man. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to turn the, uh, we're gonna turn the um, uh, cameras off, and you're going to chug that beer and smash it over your head. <laughs> I want to see you smash it on your head. We'll be right back. It's a Hammer and Nigel show.